Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot. Hola, hola, everybody. Welcome back to Pivot. T, are you so excited for this episode? The one with the candy hearts. I kind of forgot what it was about before we watched it. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of did too. I was thinking, oh, this is great timing. We're close to Valentine's Day. This will come out right after Valentine's Day. But then I was like, what is the deal with the candy hearts? I like, I don't, what is this episode even about? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. So this is a fun one that we get to dig into because we forgot too, guys. <laughs> I know. No kidding. Like, what was this episode? And it is fun because like we are watching it in the time it, it's it, it's the same season it's it's happening because it's about valentine's day this is about valentine's day so yeah it's fun same time Thank of you. year it's good we have a few things to get into yeah first thing i i have coined a new phrase are you ready for this what are smup dates smup dates smut book God. updates you guys smup dates i hope these smup dates don't last too long um they're not gonna because i'm only <laughs> 10 pages in <laughs> Like we should just, let, okay. How's your book going? Not bad. Okay. <laughs> I, I will say there's already been 10 pages and I've already read the word breasts three times, but yeah, I kid you not the word, the words unicorn vomit have been used. Unicorn vomit? Unicorn vomit. What and is the context? So basically our female lead is proposing to the male lead who's this duke that (laughs) duke this duke who's really high on himself at this point okay that he owes her money because she's a seamstress and she made this dress that (laughs) didn't get worn because they called off the engagement from Mm -hmm. this woman and the dress that she made she wore to his house and it's god awfully ugly he Refers to it as it looks like unicorn vomit. <laughs> so a guy is saying that? I, yes. What? I know. I know. So it's, it is and already. This is 10 pages in. 10 pages in, although he's very attracted to her breasts at this point. And he has <laughs> just basically propositioned her. I'll give you the money if I get the dress. But she's wearing oh. the dress. So so he has a huge throbbing pens. Yes, at this point. How's your book update Okay, going? I'm on page 20. Okay. Very short chapters, which we love. And it's giving me a very Romeo, Juliet, Capulets, and Montague vibe. It's like they're rival families. Mm. She's like toying with him. And there's only been one like bulging cock so far. There's not anything else. I'm like, where's the good stuff? Where are my euphemisms? (laughs) Where's the euphemisms? They're in London. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting. This is about an explorer and a map that was wrong. And the lady that drew the map is the one of the other family that they're in a rivalry, but obviously they want to sleep together. Like, it's interesting. Ooh, I'm digging it so far. Very fast read. So I'm like, how far do we have to get to before there's like some action? Oh, apparently it only takes about three pages for there to be unicorn vomit in mine. <laughs> that just doesn't seem on brand. It, you know, it, it's very, um, oh, what's the, the big show on Netflix with the Dukes and the, uh, oh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yes. It's a very Bridgerton type vibe. Yeah. Um, he talked, he's already talked about like gossips in London. Cause mine's also set in London. Um, we had a theme with that. We love yeah. London. And so, yeah, it's a very Bridgerton. Well, if that's of, the case, I love Bridgerton. Oh yeah. Bridgerton's awesome. That this book has that too of like her reputation. Like you cannot be caught alone with a man or the reputation. I'm like, how are they going to bang if the reputation <laughs> is like on the line? Fuck your reputation. Let's get it on. <laughs> Well, oh man. Well, that's our smup date for now, guys. Date. Oh my god. Stay tuned for more. That that just got me thinking about like my current reading list is so like random and eclectic. So I've got the smut book. Nice. I've got our book club book, which is just James Baldwin Go Tell It on the Mountain book. Yes. Quite a little different. And then I've got like a workbook that's like When Women Lead. And then it's about, and then I have a book called the Fire and Blood book that's about the most recent House of the Dragon 
HBO oh, show. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm one, one, I'm never going to finish all of these books. If I keep reading four books at once Two, I've got all my bases covered. It is. You're very multifaceted as a human being. It's the, just yeah. every part of you you're reading. It, it really describes me in a nutshell. If you look at the reading list right now, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about all the books, yes, a smut book, a game of Thrones book, a women's leading book. And what was the other one? The James, the Bald James Baldwin. Hey, you know what? I like it. I can get down with that. Yeah. Speaking of which, we did get a listener email from Sarah. What? What? My work wife without a plug. And um, she she had an idea, and she she gave us the thought of like how many you know what are the tallies right now between best friend and friend of me. So I did a little statistics Who's on a coming? Tuesday evening at eight o'clock p.m. Very riveting. Who's coming out on top? <laughs> okay. Season. Did you look? Did you saw the stats right? Yes. So, okay. Our best friend in last place. I'm not shocked. Phoebe. Yeah. That that seems a little on brand. Again, we talk a lot about her being very ancillary and mm-hmm. she kind of develops in. She's very woo-woo and yeah. Yeah. Uh, on brand. Bringing up the rear, Phoebe. And then you've got, so she has two. Joey and Ross both have four. Yeah. Monica Chandler both have five. And Rachel's in the lead for best friend of the season at six. That didn't really sh- surprise me. Yeah. I, th- I think we talk a lot about her development, and especially yeah. in the beginning when she leaves Barry. So I'm actually not super surprised by that. I'm actually so more surprised by Chandler. That he's uh, so high. Yeah. I mean, I love Chandler. I He's just, he's got, he's really the comedic voice of the show. Mm-hmm. And it's the comedy show. So you should be. But our, between you and I, our distributions are pretty equal. Mm, okay. You and I are pretty, pretty um, unbiased, I would say, in distributing our mug. We're giving out the love to everybody. However, when it comes to taking our wind. Oh, boy. So as she's our best friend, Rachel and Chandler are in last place for win. So like we don't they don't take our win very often. Each have one vote. That makes sense. Then you got Monica, two votes. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Joey at four. Interesting. So he's four for mug and four for win. So he's yeah. kind of sitting. He's he's middle ride, of the pack, riding that fence. Uh, you know, yeah. you do you, Joey. And then I thought this was interesting. There are five instances where guests take our wind, like a guest star. Wow. Okay. We have really bendy rules. I, know. I was like, ooh, we got the bendy rules. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you've got Phoebe at six and Ross at seven. The season's not over yet. No, I was looking at the at the tallies and I'm really sandbagging Phoebe and Ross. Oh, yeah. Like really sandbagging. You've got a really nice distribution on who's taking your wind. (laughs) And I literally it is either Phoebe, Ross, one for Joey and then guest. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. And guest. (laughs) Edna mode. And guest. (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah. I, I love that. Now. You're much more level-headed is what this tells me. It's okay. You know what? Somebody's got to be when it comes to giving out the love. Somebody has to do it. (laughs) Well, we are still going to do our best to change your minds, Sarah, and everybody else who doubts Ross that he is always a wet noodle when it comes to... He's the frenemy. Being the frenemy. I mean, Phoebe and Ross are polarizing characters Mm. and, you know... I think those are really good to have on a show. You have to have polarizing characters. Otherwise, what's the point of watching? Just like your books, you have to be well-rounded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, this episode, our writer is Bill Lawrence. He's new. He's new. I don't think we've had Bill Lawrence as our writer. No. But, oh, coming on back into the scene, Jimmy Burroughs. BFF. Did you even notice in the coffee shop, there was like multiple like metal green pole beams the guy loves a beam on set jimmy's beams jimmy's beams i did not but i'm gonna go back and watch that our original air date on this one is february 9th 1995 all right almost valentine's day we'll take a break and we'll be right back handmade goods are becoming more and more rare these days you can support our newest sponsor the stitch sisters and keep handmade artisans thriving the stitch sisters crochet handmade goods anything from beanies and headbands to christmas ornaments Check them out at Etsy at The Stitch Sisters Store or find them on Instagram at Stitch Sisters Store. Okay, 
Valentine's Day episode recap. Lots of good storylines here. First one up is Joey and Chandler, and they're going on a double date. Let's just start off with that. Love it. Joey's dragging Chandler on a double date, blind double date, as a matter of fact. Ooh, what a risk. So Joey's dragging Chandler on a double date for his date's friend, which signals to Chandler, like, what kind of loser is this that, like, you're dragging me? Like, it's a it's an appropriate question. Oh, yeah. Like, who is, I guess, desperate enough to go on a blind double date? On Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's... I think that's someone that's really dedicated to love. Yes. <laughs> or being a good friend. <laughs> or that. Or that. Um, he mentions that, funny funny enough, he hasn't been on a date with a woman since Janice. Ooh, ooh. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yes. And when they show up to the restaurant, the friend is Janice. Oh my God. That was so good. That We get the first, oh my God. And I didn't realize it's... She must have just developed this because it's freaking hilarious. I tried to find anything on her coming up with that, and I couldn't really find anything. I I ended I ended up getting into the Maggie Wheeler like black hole of yeah. Janice and figure, like creating the voice and things like that. So mm-hmm. there wasn't anything specific on her finding the oh my god, but I think it is just a big part of her creating this this woman that she's like I know all too well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's a very familiar, familiar characteristic. So Chandler's like, what the hell? (laughs) He takes Joey to the bathroom and he's like, you've set me up with a woman that I've dumped twice in the last five months. Because we've got, (laughs) yeah, the first initial one and then New Year's and now bing, she's back. Mm -hmm. Bing. Bing. So Joey's like, dude, calm down. And I love this scene because like Joey's trying to pee. Chandler's like banging his his head against the wall. And he's and Joey's like, dude, calm down. I can't pee when I'm nervous. Oh my gosh. This part. <laughs> Chandler goes over and yells at him, do it, do, do it, it no. do it, do it. So good. Yeah. Just like, you don't deserve to pee in peace. No, you have trashed my Valentine's Day. Which like, I don't understand that Joey can't pee when he's nervous. Cause like when I used to teach yoga, we would always call it the nervous pee. And like, even if you just went, like you got to go because you're nervous. Oh, so it's like the opposite yeah. of you have to pee when you're nervous. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I got to make a big, big presentation. Oh, crap. I got to pee. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? Yeah. But I also know people that it's like the opposite where they can't yeah. pee when they're nervous. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's random. Okay. They go back to the table. Joey and his date are loving up on each other because, of course, they actually want to be there. And Chandler and Janice could not be more unhappy. Janice tells Chandler, this is so cute. She tells Chandler that she cut him out of all her pictures, but she saved the heads so he can make little puppets out of them and use them in his theater of cruelty. That line is like one of my favorite ones. It's so overdramatic and it's so over the top, but it's so Janice. And it's just like, yeah. oh my, if you were sitting there on a double date with your best friend and they brought your ex. Like, oh my God. I would leave. Oh yeah. I, there's no way I would stick around. I mean, granted Janice is like a nice easy i wouldn't say they were too too deep no i would just be like are you freaking kidding me oh this sucks but so question like with the pictures do you what do you think about keeping around pictures of exes because i've heard both some people are like oh it's an experience and you know it's it's i don't want to get rid of it because it happened and then some people are like absolutely not delete Yeah, I guess it totally depends. So we're part of the generation where we remember when there wasn't cell phones and we grew up when the internet kind of came up. So we kind of sit on both. Like, so I still have like some actual photos I've printed and then I have like a Facebook and Mm -hmm. things like that. So I don't know. I think, I think it totally depends on how long the relationship was Mm -hmm. and how long ago, but like if it's a longer relationship, you keep the photos? Yeah. Okay. Like maybe, okay, that had an impact on my heart and like th- those were good memories. Like maybe That's I'll so keep nice them. nice of you. Yeah. I don't, well, okay. Let me clarify. I don't have any pictures <laughs> of my exes. Uh, let's just, let me clarify. I'm cleaning all the, I'm cleaning house. Yeah. Like Facebook, whatever. Adios. Bye-bye. Yeah, I think social media, boom, done. Yeah. Like, that is a non I always get really weirded out when I see pictures of exes on people's social media. I'm like, why? 
Yeah. Like, what's the point of that? But I guess if it was long enough ago, it's like the energy that it takes to go way back and delete those photos is almost like even more like why? Yeah. It's a weird area. You can make an argument for either. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think (sighs) keeping something physical seems more like an emotional attachment. And so I would say Mm -hmm. like that might be a little bit more weird but if it's like yeah. if yeah, it's yeah, a picture yeah, yeah. that's if, a good point if it's like oh we got this trinket when we went to like san francisco and that you know i loved that trip to san francisco and it's like some little like magnet or whatever you have in the yeah. fridge that's another thing then mm-hmm. like i have this picture of my ex where we're like lovey-dovey that n- bye okay good so rule of thumb physical pictures burn them <laughs> sentimental items depends on the item and like situation social media is like nah if it's convenient do it like if you can delete the album delete the album but if you have to like comb back through a thousand photos to the first instagram photo like eh, maybe just let it die create a new instagram guys or that that's (laughs) the answer all right so joey now back to the theater of cruelty. Yes. Joey tells Chandler that he and his date are leaving because she wants to go slather like chocolate mousse on him. Like, okay, let's be honest. If you're a guy and you had a, she is super hot, by the way. Beautiful lady. And she's like, I want to lick stuff all over you. I totally understand. What guy is going to say no? Yeah. Oh, you can pick up rolls of quarters? Like, yeah. come on. She's, she's yeah, I, I, I totally get it. She's laying it on. So Joey leaves them his credit card and then Chandler and Chan is bond. And they're like, you know what? We've got shitty friends. They abandoned us and we're going to abuse Joey's credit card and uh, order all the overpriced champagne. Oh my gosh. So good. I love that moment. Good woman. Good woman. (laughs) And it's just like this elongated laugh from the audience because definitely a man. Definitely a man. But it's just the way that Chandler times it with the snap and the turn and the like timing with like what their decision and then let me find the waiter like good woman (laughs) it's genius it really is genius in the smallest little moments comic genius man so the next day oopsie chandler and janice are in bed it's valentine's day janice is so happy to be back with chandler especially on valentine's day chandler eventually pushes janice out the door but it's so funny she can't get out the door without seeing first monica then rachel then Joey and then Monica calls Ross on the phone. So it's like this whole parade of like, look who's back. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's me. How did you know? How did you know? <laughs> I could probably do Janice right now because I'm pretty nasally. That's <laughs> yeah, the time of year, right? Yeah. Oh man, that is a great, that's a whole great transition of like, oh, you couldn't hide this indiscretion, Chandler. Yep. We see you. Yeah. The, and it's not really a walk of shame for Janice. It's more like a parade of happiness. <laughs> Right. Like she's happy. Him, not so much. No, no. So later that day, Chandler's like, oh, all right, let's go meet Janice at the coffee shop. She gives him the candy hearts, which is where the title of the episode comes in handy. And she, it's Chan and Jan forever. Oh my God. I love it. Isn't that so cute? Yes. But he dumps her again. Yes. Oopsie. But this time she's totally fine and chill with it. And I thought this was really funny. I forgot this is how she reacted this time. She knows she's like, she knows this isn't the end because she says he loves her. There's a reason they continue to be together. And she seeks, he seeks her out like a foghorn. Janice. Janice. (laughs) She gives him a kiss and walks out the coffee shop. This is a baller move. Okay. Like this is so boss bitch of her of like now nah, man you want me and you're gonna come back to me and now he wants her more he's like call me yes oh so good yeah janice definitely has the power in that moment mm-hmm. even though she's being broken up with she takes it back right take your win take your win back she's taking her win back or what is it be your own win keeper yeah be your own win keeper i can't wait to get to that episode i know so Let's skip it to Ross, the guy that's leading our our frenemy. So sad. I think he's got some good episodes coming up, but I could be wrong. But we'll see. So essentially, Ross is at the coffee shop. He sees a beautiful woman that lives in the same building as him at the coffee shop. And the guys encourage him to go ask her out. And they're like, we need something. Like, I can't just go walk up to her. Like, actually, you can. Yes. But they're guys and they're 20-something guys and they're idiots. So... 
they yeah. tell they give him an egg to give back that he once borrowed. Give him a prop. It'll work, maybe. I know. And they're like, do you think it'll work? No, the man's dead. He's got an egg. <laughs> but who knew the egg stick worked? And the woman said yes. And Chandler goes for the hug and cracks the egg in Ross's jacket. Yes. I love that. Oh, it's a good it's a good sound. Obviously, it's probably not real. They probably added it. Don't ruin the magic. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> With all our behind the scenes stuff, none of the magic is ruined. I know, right? <laughs> so the next night, it's Valentine's Day. Ross takes his date to Benihana. I thought that was an interesting choice for a Valentine's Day date. I think it's very interactive and fun. It's like mm-hmm. almost like a show with your dinner. It's a good first date place. Because mm-hmm. you don't, to your point, it's a show. You may not have to talk too much. Yep. You're not sitting like right across the table. You, It's also a little bit more communal. So yeah, that's true. A little less um, like uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Just like being so much pressure with just you two, especially on Valentine's Day. So yeah, yeah it's not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. Um, but they, of course it's Ross. And so they just have a very awkward date. He talks not- about dogs on planes and losing... <laughs> dog years on a plane trip like what God, he's such an awkward nervous human and you know he's just he's trying to be funny and it is it's it's funny awkward which also makes me uncomfortable yeah. but yeah you know he's what trying i always think of is like at least ross is like talking and it's awkward but like you know those dates where like the person just isn't speaking and you're just like what am i just supposed to carry the conversation the whole time like are you alive in there yeah, because you know what happens to me when that happens is I keep talking <laughs> because I don't like awkward silence yeah. when I'm nervous. So I just keep talking. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. I just do you think do you think people know that they're bad conversationalists? No, <laughs> no, because if you're self-aware, then you wouldn't be a bad conversationalist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, That's true. There's no way. That's true. But maybe there's a lid for every pot. So maybe somebody will bring out the conversationalist in them. Or maybe they'll sit there in silence together and be perfectly happy. Or that. (laughs) Or that. Have you seen those couples that sit next to each other in the booth and they just like, they like cuddle in the booth and don't do anything. And you're like, uh. I guess, is that better than the couple that sits across from each other on their own phones and doesn't talk? Both are bad. Yeah. I feel like the couple that sits next to each other in the booth and like cuddles, they're the type that's like, we don't fight. And it's like, um, then something's wrong. Let me tell you that now. Yeah. No <laughs> then what kidding. are you not saying? <laughs> yeah. A lot, apparently, because you guys don't talk. Yeah. And then the couple that's on the phone, all they do is fight. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I like this like psychoanalysis of these people. <laughs> Call me Freud. <laughs> With an exclamation point. Right. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Benny Hanna. So (laughs) Ross and his date are there. Ross can't stop talking about awkward things. And then Carol and Susan walk in at the uh, at the same time. And then they take the seat at the the table across the way. Oh, so awkward. Yeah. I remember first watching this just being like really feeling bad for Ross. Yeah. Like super uncomfortable. You finally have the balls to ask somebody out Mm -hmm. and after because this is is this his first date? Like after the divorce? Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. And then in walks the woman who broke your heart and the woman she left you for. Oh, and by the way, she's carrying my baby. I know. And she looks so good. Carol looked phenomenal. Oh my gosh. That red dress on her Mm -hmm. looks really good. Yeah. Um, very, very Valentine's day appropriate. Yes. So Ross is obviously very distracted. He's not listening while his date is talking to him. And Susan then gets a page and has to leave Valentine's Day dinner and Carol's alone and sad. Yeah. That if is that really was me, sad. I would be pissed. I would be pissed too. Either it's somebody like, better be dying or like you can't leave. Right. Like, oh, that would that would be heartbreaking. Ross, he is so nice though. He's like, let's make way and ask the entire table to scooch down so that Carol can sit next to him because she's alone, pregnant, and sad. I know. That is very kind of him in that moment. Yeah. Um, eventually Ross and Carol get to talking so much that Ross is very distracted and doesn't realize that his date has left. Yeah, she's not in the bathroom anymore, Ross. She's gone. I know. And it's it it really also made me sad watching it because you can tell that there was love there and there still is love there. It's not a romantic love. And I think they obviously had like a really good friendship. Yeah. I I like seeing that interaction because it gives more validity to what they had instead of it being like this, just this funny joke in the air. It's like, okay, they really did have a marriage. They really did love each other. 
because that bond is still clearly there. Yeah. So yeah, it is, it's sad, but it also is kind of nice to know, like you still have a built-in best friend. Yes. And it was very sweet. And part of me was really sad for Ross because he probably did lose that best friend in Carol. And they talk about that, about how they were so good. And he basically asks her to give it another shot and they share a little kiss. And she's just basically tells him like, Ross, it's time to grow up and it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. It's time to get it together, Ross. Grab the fucking spoon, dude. Still no spoon. spoon. Still no spoon. He can't even ask a woman out without bringing an egg along. (laughs) Hey, some people need props. I guess. I guess. What would you do if a guy walked up to you with a prop? I guess it depends on what the prop is. But I mean, I think it's an cute. Egg. I, I mean, because the whole thing is like, I borrowed an egg. Here's your egg. Yeah, that's not that bad. Like you can. Okay. I'm not an idiot here. Like I can see through what you're doing. So oh, like, yeah, I, I can see like you're you're trying to come on to me. And then I'm like, oh, I'm kind of flattered. I, I would be okay with that unless yeah. it were like a really inappropriate prop or like a monkey. Yeah, or like a lame joke, like, are you from Tennessee? Because, yeah. Yeah, or like, did it hurt when when you fell fell from heaven? Yeah, don't come in with lines, guys. Do not do that. Don't do that. Okay, next we got the ladies, and they're all together, which I thought was super cute for Valentine's Day episode. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're all single, so they have to lean on each other. Girl power. I'm not going to call it a Galentine's Day. We all know how Tiana feels about (laughs) Galentine's Day. Oh. (laughs) I know. Okay, so it starts out, we get to the beginning of the episode with the ladies and Roger wants to take Phoebe out. And if you remember Roger, he was that creepy psychiatrist from last episode. Oh my episode. God, I think I have had amnesia when I watched it because I was like, who's Roger? Oh my God, we just talked about this. I know, I can't believe that I forgot, but I was just like, oh yeah, he's probably somebody that they're just referring to. Cheese and rice, and you guys. Raj. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. So Phoebe's like, maybe it might be nice to have a date on Valentine's Day. But the girls are like, absolutely not. Which I love that they're like standing up for their friend and like empowering her to like not go out with the loser guy just to have a date on Valentine's Day. Right. Don't just fill fill in that time because you don't want to be alone. Because society tells you you have to. Yes. Valentine's Day is a scam. Yeah. Everyone. Okay. I don't side note. So Graham is in like a golfing league every Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And so there was the a big question of like, oh, should we do something? Should we not? And I was like, it'd be so funny. Like if, if the whole like golfing, um, whatever that league was like, didn't can like canceled it or didn't like, I was just like, what are they going to do? Cause like, it's literally a league of like 40 guys. Yeah. And, and golfing night is on Valentine's Day. I was like, they're going to have a lot of pissed off like wives and girlfriends and partners. Oh, you're going to find out who's single and who's not yeah. really quick in that league. So last night he went and he's like, yeah, they made an announcement that they canceled <laughs> so that they wouldn't have all angry wives and girlfriends and partners. But he did say that they were open. So he's like, so you can still come here if you want to tell your wife we're going to be here. Oh my God. Yeah. That's awesome. I thought that was funny. I was like, there's no way they're going to hold a league night on Valentine's Day. Like, no one will show up. No, absolutely not if they know what's good for them. Yeah. So um, later that night, the girls are kind of reminiscing over just, like, the terrible guys that they dated. Um, Rachel talks about a guy that, like, cried would cry in bed. <laughs> was it good for you? <laughs> and then Monica dated Howard, the I win guy during sex. Like, I win. <laughs> I win. <laughs> like I dated the guy for two months and I didn't get to win once. Oh, I love that line. That would be bad. Oh, it'd be horrible. Yeah. No. Terrible. I'm assuming she means an orgasm, right? Dated a guy for two months, didn't have an orgasm. I would assume so. And clearly Howard did not give two shits about her winning. Most guys in their 20s don't. This is true. <laughs> so Phoebe tells them her bald friend, Abby. Okay. I have to make note. We're just going to remember about bald friend Abby because later on we meet another bald friend. Yeah. Why does Phoebe have so so many bald friends? Does it surprise you though? No, you're right. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's this cleansing ritual that Abby said to get rid of the bad juju from the jerks they dated. And so they bring all their, and they burn all their stuff on Valentine's day. So the next night the girls start their ritual. They burn all their ex's stuff, but Rachel and I wouldn't have rec- realized this until it happened, but she pours Paula's grappa into the fire and it just causes everything to just exponentially implode. Yes. I did not realize that grappa 
was such a large amount of alcohol. Oh, it's disgusting. Is it? It is pure alcohol. Like how like what would you compare it to? Um I wouldn't call it um I, I don't know. Let's google it. Okay. But it's it's really bad. Does it's, it taste like anything? It's very I don't drink it, but I I feel like it almost tastes like tequila. But Ooh. like a stronger tequila. You know what that makes me think of is like we have this thing at Christmas um and on my German side of the family and it's called Schlivovitz. And it's like you would take shots like and, and when my grandpa was alive, like all the guys would go and take shots of it at Christmas time. And it was and now that I am obviously of age, we do that at Christmas every now and then. And it is just like, oh, my God, it, it's like al- like rubbing alcohol. You guys, I mean, we take limoncello and that's delicious. Oh, that is. But delicious. that'll get you fucked up, too. Mm-hmm. So grappa is like per Google. 37 and a half to 60% alcohol. Ooh, that's pretty high. I would say on more of the 60% alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. It's what's that stuff? Absinthe. Have you ever had absinthe? <gasps> yes. That stuff will like, that'll make you loopy. mess you up. dude. It won't make you hallucinate. I think like people say it will, but it, 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 it'll get you pretty messed up. Yeah. Not, not anymore. So absinthe used to be that it would make you hallucinate, but that's because of the way that they made it. And so like, it it would it would create this hallucinogenic effect, mm. but now like it's regulated, so they they don't do that anymore. Yeah, probably it says a good thing. Absinthe is forty five to seventy four percent alcohol, so okay. very close to grappa. Okay, all right, absinthe grappa, same same but different. <laughs> same same different. So they have to call the girls. They have to call the fire department, and the firemen are like, "Yeah, this is our third call of the night. It's not our only boyfriend bonfire. It's our busiest night of the year." I know, like, but is it though? It's really? it's makes it for a funny story. So they end up bonding with the firemen. They think that they finally met some nice guys. Oh, and little do they know. Yeah. As the guys are leaving, they go down the stairwell and they reveal that they all have wives and the additional girlfriend as yep. well. <laughs> Did you tell them all you were married? Well, my girlfriend doesn't know, so why am I gonna tell them? I know. Oh Lord man. So stereotypical. Yes. Man, well, there's been some fun background research this episode. So we already talked about Janice's Oh My God. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't really find too much of that other than this is the first time that we hear it and see it. The, like yeah. her physical comedy with it is always really good. Let's just chuck it up to Maggie Wheeler's comic genius. She is a genius. Yeah. So her friend, though, who it, Lorraine is played by Nancy. Is it Valen or Valen? I'm going to say Valen, like okay. Van Halen. Ooh, yes. I like that. So Nancy Valen plays Lorraine and she was actually Sam Thomas on Baywatch. Mm-hmm. But here's what's so funny is she also guest starred as Hallie in the pilot episode of Baywatch. So she's in Baywatch twice. As different characters? <laughs> two different characters. That's hilarious. So two, super, super funny. And as we find out later on, that is actually Joanne Chandler's favorite thing to watch together. Baywatch. Because they are boys. And who doesn't love Baywatch as a boy, I guess. It's, it's basically like CSI, like how we like CSI, but with like very sexy people in swimsuits. And bouncing boobies. Did you see the most recent Baywatch with Zac Efron? Oh, yes, dude. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, for it's sure. Stupid. And I love The Rock. So yeah, stupid funny. I, I watch another show with him on Netflix and he talks about getting in shape for Baywatch. Zac Efron. And how much it like destroyed his body because really? I mean, he's ripped in it. Like, oh yeah, super ripped. I mean, to the he's point. He's always had a good body, but like Baywatch, he definitely like beefed up. Yeah, I think it was like a little unhealthy is what he was saying. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. All of those diets that they go on, it doesn't matter who you are. If it's Kim Kardashian to fit into the Met dress, if it's Brendan Fraser gaining weight for the whale, like it's, let's just put a caveat. It's never healthy and like none of them is worse than another one. I'm just going to say. Yeah. Would agree. Like Christian Bale, like gets all this recognition for his big shifts in his body. It's like, "Mm, yeah, that's like interesting, but is that healthy? Absolutely not. I think it's lame. Like people give him so much like accolade, so many accolades for doing it. And then they criticize other like women and all that stuff. And it's just like, it's the same thing. Why is it okay when Christian Bale does it, but not when Kim Kardashian does it? It's the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. Okay. So 
Um, Chandler orders at the restaurant, you know, the uh, champagne and a Rob Roy. Just, just got to know. What is a Rob Roy? I also was curious and I wanted to know. So Rob Roy is actually a Manhattan cocktail made with scotch whiskey instead of bourbon or rye. So mm. a little bit different than the Manhattan. And it's actually named in honor of the premiere of an operata. Operetta? Operetta? Uh, it's a very 1890s thing to do. <laughs> so hmm. kind of funny. Okay. Um, the operetta was based on a Scottish folk hero named Rob Roy McGregor. So... In the very Ro- Scottish. It's very Scottish. Um, in the Rob Roy is Scotch whiskey, sweet red vermouth, um, Angostura or orange bitters, mm-hmm. and then a cocktail cherry for the garnish. I mean, it doesn't sound terrible. I'm not a Scotch person. Mm-mm. I mean, but it, if you like Manhattans, this would probably be really yummy. Similar. Yeah. So, you know. It's not too weird. It's definitely not Tiki Death Punch. Oh, this sounds way better than Tiki Death Punch. Would totally agree. Good woman. <laughs> Good woman. Um, now into some fun moo points. There uh, are some. There's some good ones. So Carol mentions that Susan's a vegetarian. So mm-hmm. that's been established, especially with the lasagnas. That was in the one with the dozen lasagnas. Yes. While at the uh, Benihana, you see not just a lobster tail, like a massive lobster tail on her plate. Yeah. So please riddle me this, Susan. Are you a vegetarian? You know, some veg- some of the vegetarians are like, I don't eat, I just don't eat meat, but I still eat fish. Like that's yeah. not a vegetarian. It's a pescatarian. Yeah. So what's, what's your truth, Susan? Um. After the boyfriend bonfire gets out of control, this is another really funny, weird storyline gone wrong. <laughs> Firemen are over. Monica's standing beside Rachel, and we can see her holding a piece of something in her hand. And this is identified as the partly burned picture she threw in the fire. However, moments later, one of the firemen pulls the photo out of the garbage bin and gives it to her. So mm-hmm. it's a um, piece of the scene that was misplaced out of order and shouldn't have been put there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Something to keep an eye on. This last one. Oh, my God. Okay. Please tell me how Janice got custom candy hearts made in less than 24 hours. I know. Especially in this world, they'd be like, yeah, we'll get, put those in for two months and we'll maybe get them to you on time. Right. Like, they're, no. It, it, 12 hours. I don't even think it was 12 hours that she had to get yeah. these made. So that was one of my things. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. But okay, Jan. Jan and Jan forever. And I it, mean- yeah. And I also picture it as like the number four and then oh, yeah. EVA forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all in all, it's it's a pretty tight episode as far as like blunders. Oh, yeah. There's really not a lot of things that went wrong. I mean, we really had to dig. So yeah, you really, I was even watching when Joey, when she ordered the chocolate mousses to go, Joey's date at the restaurant, I was like, let's see if they actually pick it up. Sure enough, I mean, it was pretty quick, but they grab a bag to go from the hostess stand and leave. I mean, I was watching. It's a tight episode. Mm -hmm. Love it. Cool. Let's take a break and then let's talk about some fashion. Ooh, I'm ready. Okay. Let's get into the fashions. There's some good ones for Valentine's Day. Some very Valentine's Day appropriate outfits, if you will. On brand. On brand, yes. First one, and best outfit of the episode is going to be Janice's pink button-up sweater and gold Chanel earrings. It's overall just a very classic Chanel look. And I was very surprised to see such a high-end designer in the show. because That's not really their overall aesthetic no it's really not but i think it kind of plays to janice mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i i definitely i love that i think it's really cute i mean it's it's definitely like high-end new york fashion yes that's mm-hmm. a good point she's very and i think that speaks to like where janice has come from and how maggie wheeler knew that woman and grew up with that woman it's a very classic old new york Mm-hmm. style yes love that vibe but i'd I, say that's my favorite one too yeah um we talk about this all the time but again joey with the turtlenecks man you know he looks good in a turtleneck he does white and red turtlenecks this episode and he wears the turtleneck yeah that red one 
That red looks really good on him. Mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. one a lot. Yeah. He handles color really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very much. I think he could, honestly, he could really wear a lot and, and not look bad. And he's got great hair. He and Chandler have great hair. They do. Yeah, Ross's hair has a little bit more of um a character arc for me. That's a really good way to put it. Like, <laughs> it goes through a journey. Oh my God, does his hair go through a journey, you guys? It's like the non-hairdo hair with gel. Yes. And then he like, Someone must have said, dude, grow out the hair a little bit and give us a quaffed because then it really looks much better. Ooh. David Schwimmer has good hair. They all do. They, that's actually really true. There is nobody dragging down the hair game on this show. Mm. Monica. this It's just the bangs. I don't get why they right did now. this with the bangs right now. Like That just bothers me so much. Mm-hmm. They, they look... Ugh. I saw this really funny Instagram video of... So you know how Hailey Bieber has recently like chopped her hair? Oh, really? Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I should chop my hair. And a few other people are like, oh, man, it looks so good. Like now I want to chop my hair up to above my chin. And I saw this really funny video that's like, bitch, don't do it. Don't do it, bitch. Like you're going to regret it. Do not do it. Do not think about it. And then just going on to saying like, she looks like that. You're going to look like Lord Farquaad. <laughs> She can, her hairstylist can style that. You can't style that. You're going to look like Lord Farquaad. And I was like, that is so true. She literally has a team of people to make her look that good. Yeah. Oh like my God. You, so you at home on a Tuesday afternoon, you're not going to look like that. That is so and funny. And it snapped me out of it really quick. I was like, you're right. You're right. You're right. Just no, don't do it. Instagram is not real. I had the same thing happen to me. I was... I was watching Sex in the City, mm-hmm. and when Carrie has a shorter cut, I'm like, oh, it's so it's cute. cute. Um, I am thankful that I did a bunch of research because that is not Sarah Jessica Parker's natural hair. She gets it's a it, wig? No, it's she, they just curl it. Like, it's not her natural curl. She kind of has more, like, wavy oh, hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, then if I were to do that, like, I would hate it. And so I didn't, thank God. Yeah. I'm still on the, like, do I want to do a bang? I don't know. I'm always on the, like, bang question, but I don't think I don't. Just please don't do a Monica bang. Monica bang. Monica bang. No, I, no, these Monica bangs are bad. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I, have you seen her in Scream, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen her bangs in Scream? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I'll show you, and we'll we'll bring this one up okay. because they are... I mean, she just has good hair. Like, why do that to good hair? I don't know. So I don't know if you got this vibe, but when I was looking at Chandler's green outfit, it's the green jacket, the suit jacket with kind of like the green plaid underneath. I think it's for the Valentine's Day dinner. I just got Sherlock Holmes. I could see that. You know, like it's a little old English Sherlock Holmes vibes. Like an old English man. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. I just could not say stop seeing it. <laughs> now I won't stop seeing it. I know. Um, apron watch. Apron watch. Rachel's cute red plaid apron. Mm. Not my favorite, but also just appropriate for the episode. There's literally not one apron that I have hated. No. No, no, no. So cute. Um, so, so we talked about a little bit about Chanel's look, the Chanel look on Janice. Phoebe's printed blouse. It, it's very, very interesting. And just because of the, the cuff and the edge detail it reminds me a little bit like Versace but when you look at the close close detail it's definitely not Versace interesting but they're giving it's like a hippie version of a Versace well maybe they're trying to get her out of the super hippie dippy wearing my grandma's drapes vibe I know so and none of the clothes fit her like they're all like really baggy super baggy I think that that was like the very hippie dippy vibe though was like the oversized stuff yeah so, I don't know. Maybe this is kind of the start of them trying to get Phoebe out of that and a little bit more fashionable. We'll see. I don't know. Um, did you know the robe is back? The robe is back. The red robe is back. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I do love that robe. Yeah. It looks so comfy. Yeah. It looks very luxurious. And Yes. I will add one to Janice's floor, like full length, like almost cheetah print jacket. She has oh, when she yeah. goes to see Chandler yeah. at the end of the coffee house. I do like I mean, I'm not a huge animal print person myself, but on her, she rocks it. I mm-hmm. love it. It's just Janice loves a good print mm-hmm. for sure. 
Yeah, she makes that very clear. I know. We'll talk about that a lot, I'm sure. All right, now we're getting into our best friend and our friend. Who's going to add to the statistics here? As a reminder, Rachel's leading best friend. Ross is leading frenemy. Yes, okay. Um, I'll start with our mug and our best friend. Don't hate me. What did you do? I want to give it to Carol. Carol? Yes. What? She's so supportive of Ross and talking to him out of his stupidity of trying to think that they could get back together and just kind of, I don't know. I I give it to Carol because I think that she was a good friend to Ross in that moment because he's feeling so down on himself. That's so true. That's a really good pick. I totally didn't even think about that. Yeah. She gives him a little bit of a reality check too of like, hey, this thing that we put a pin in, it's time to take the pin out. Oh, that's a really good, really good pick. Yes. Sorry, I bent the rules. Hey, I mean, we got a whole guest row in our in our frenemy breast friend t- column tally, so the bet all gloves are off. <laughs> um, my best friend is, and I went back and forth. My best friend is Chandler. Aw, because he agrees to go on a blind date with Joey mm-hmm. with a woman he has no idea, and like to me, that's a really good friend. Oh yeah, and he stays at the restaurant just so his friend can go get some. Yes. Good man. Exactly. He like, when Joey abandons him, he's like, and I'm not even going to ding him for spending on Joey's credit card. No, Joey gave him permission to do it. Come on. Yeah. So I just think sacking it up, going out on Valentine's day, probably the last thing he wanted to do was go on a blind date with a woman. He had no idea who sounded like she could have been a little losery. Possibly. I mean, that's a really good friend to me. I agree. That yeah. would that would have been my like on deck. You, Carol, that's a good one though because she really is. She just steps up and is like, "I'm gonna be your ex wife best friend, Ross." Right? She's the mature one, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. Who is taking your win tea? <sighs> I picked Joey. I agree. You picked Joey. Yeah, I had a feeling you would pick Joey too. It's like he's just gross in this episode. As nice as Chandler is to like support his friend and like go go get it on, that's so shitty that you leave your friend. I know. In a regardless of whether or not you left the credit card for them, like you're leaving your best friend with his ex girlfriend just so you could go have some sex. Like exactly. No. And when he's trying to convince Chandler, he's like. He basically telling Chandler that she's going to be an easy lay and Rachel throws like croissant at him. Yeah. That's the like icky side of Joey. That's just like, dude, the womanizer piece that we don't really love the most, but he is endearing at some point. He is endearing because like then he brings out like he doesn't know what Slytherin is. Like he's got the cute like they they really toe the line with Joey just enough to where you're not you like you can't hate him. It is impossible to hate him as a character. Versus like some of these like white lotus characters who just like loathe. Like <laughs> you, you you cannot hate him even though he is doing icky things. Yeah. They they really toe that line. Yep. Perfectly. Mm-hmm. I, I think. So yeah. Sorry, Joey. You get another check mark. Another it's okay. Let's see. What does that bring Joey to? Joey, I mean, he's he's up there. He's he's got now he's five. So he's tied with our, our guests. So Ooh. it goes Ross. Phoebe, guest, and Joey with frenemy. Oh boy. I did not see that coming that Joey would be such hot, so high on the frenemy. I did. I, I think because it makes sense now. His womanizing is pretty hot and heavy in the beginning. Yeah, and I don't think we really identify with him because he's not the lovable brother yet. And to the point in Matthew Perry's book, his character is not defined. Mm-mm. It's no. really not. not I guess I am surprised also at how high Ross is, because I do love Ross over the whole series. Like. I love him so much. Yeah, but whiny Ross, wimpy Ross is very yeah. present in this first season. That's so true. He, like, they, he really gets a beating. Like, yeah. gets gets divorced after marrying a les. <laughs> like, he married a lesbian. They get divorced, and then she's pregnant. Like, he also goes through a lot of growth moments. Like, going through a divorce, having a child, like, huge life lessons, similar to, like, what Rachel learns. Ooh, yeah, that character arc just looking at the first season is pretty big. I didn't even think about that for Ross. Yeah. 
That's pretty crazy. I think because it becomes such a joke throughout the rest of the show. But for the first season, like, yeah, dude dude goes through a lot. Yeah. You know what? We're going to convince all our Ross haters. (laughs) All right. Ross is the hero. (laughs) Okay. Joey's sandwich rating. What did you think? I actually give this one a four. Really? Yes. And I think because of... Maggie Wheeler and Janice oh, for me. Yeah, you do got to love Janice. It wasn't just like the whole interaction at the restaurant or anything like that. That whole hallway scene. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Like I crack up so much because she's like, kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> and then she talks to all the friends. I mean, it's just, it's so comical. And then at the end when she's like, you can't live without me, Chandler Bing. Yeah. Like I just love her and I think she stole the episode mm-hmm. she's not like best friend but she stole the episode oh yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah that's I give this one a four I Maggie I gave it a three mm. and it's kind of a low three to be honest oh I, it just you know thinking about the episode I was like I don't really remember what it's about and it's not like it's bad it's a tight episode it doesn't have a lot of plot holes or continuity errors it was just kind of like fine you know, I felt like Rachel, I think Rachel, um, Monica and Phoebe all just kind of had a very, very basic storyline. Theirs was very surface. Very surface level. I don't know. I was just kind of like, eh, like Janice saves it for me. Mm. You know? I Yeah, I would agree with that. If, if it weren't for her and like, let's say that they went with like some other person that was like super awkward or super weird and there was no Janice, I think that I would say it's also a three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that Maggie Wheeler tops this one a little bit more for me. Praise be Maggie Wheeler. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. The one with the candy hearts, Chan and Jan forever. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, you guys, to the Pivot Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow along on Instagram. We've been doing some polls lately, and we really love to know what our listeners think. Natalie and I love to have a good tie broken between the two of us. Yes, please. Um, email us at don'ttakemywind at gmail.com. So many great emails coming through. Really love that. And then, um, yeah, if you got a question, a comment, a thought, a concern, throw it at us. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.